0: Rubbish first half, defensive shocker, get back into it, total transformation, look like we could just about do it, but come up short. Not actually sure whether that's the story of Preston away or actually story of the season. Uh, welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm James Marriott. No Dom today, unfortunately, but we have a more than able stand-in. Uh, from the start, it's Nancy Frostick. Hi, Nancy. yeah, you right. So coming up, we've got that six-goal thriller at Preston to look back on. Uh, we're going to hear from Steve Bruce. I think we need some younger, fresher legs into the squad. We'll also hear from Joey Pellepesi. The support and, and the club, it's a massive. Last game of the season this weekend. Plus Alpinions, uh, we're going to hear some of your favourite loan signings from years gone by for Wednesday. And this week, where do you think the Owls need to strengthen this summer? Uh, First up, Nancy, let's talk about the Preston game. And you kind of think, you know, second to last game of the season might might have been a bit of a dull affair, but nope, we were wrong there. It was, uh, I mean, overall, it was a a thoroughly entertaining game, really.
1: It was, yeah. I mean... um... The first half was probably the worst sort of 45 minutes of Steve Bruce football at at Wednesday I think we've seen apart from maybe stages of the Rotherham game Mm -hmm. Um, and at half time we were all like oh no you know that that was poor basically Um, and you wondered if the last two games it might just fizzle out slightly and then by the sounds of it it gave them quite the team talk at half time. Absolutely Um, yeah. and then. Um, yeah, turnaround, So he um
0: he he was quite. I mean, his, his his interview afterwards, where he kind of said that you know he thought that the players looked like they were on the beach during the first half. He didn't he didn't mince in mm-hmm. words in his interview. So uh, no surprise that uh, I think it was Alex Neal or someone in the the Norwich um, camp in their interview said that they could hear him through the wall at halftime. So I think we can yeah. count that as a as a true rollicking. Um, first up then. So um even before um the game kicks off, there were a, a couple of surprises in terms of team selection, although I think mainly kind of down to injuries and then uh, players who'd obviously would just come out of Easter where there'd been quite a lot of games so maybe players that needed a bit of a rest. So um, I was a little bit surprised that Hooper wasn't starting um, just because, I mean, Dom and I last week had kind of said that at this stage of the of the season now where he's kind of trying to prove what he can offer a club in terms of getting a contract offer um, and, and he needs as much football as he can get but obviously he wasn't in the team Forestieri coming back in all in all probably no major surprises
1: Not really I mean I think um, the number of changes is probably based on the fact that he rested quite a few on yeah. Monday against Bristol um, but it, it was still um, good to see you know, a few faces coming in obviously Atty did his job when he came on and everything so um, yeah Yeah
0: um you mentioned the first half um yeah I mean among uh, up the, the certainly the Rotherham game probably the Leeds game and then um it it was a fairly kind of uh, dire half of football with um some players just not really looking like they knew what they were doing I thought midfield wise we just got completely overrun really we we, we just weren't in the game in, in terms of the midfield um I don't I don't think it was a great game for Cameron Dawson. Now, I don't know if I'm being super harsh, uh, but it felt like that back line kind of communication just fell apart. And I think this is, we're starting to kind of see this pattern from kind of the beginning of the season, the first half of the season when Wednesday were really leaking goals, even though, I mean, kind of in terms of players, it wasn't immensely different. Obviously, there was a change in goalkeeper. Cameron Dawson was in the net for the first half of the season. But, you know, that back line wasn't... wasn't uh, you know, hugely different, really. Um, The only difference kind of being that it was kind of swapping and changing quite a lot. Um, I don't know what you think about it. I just kind of feel like there seems to be communication problem when Kieran Westwood's not not there now've I've not been um in terms of this debate about whether or not Westwood you know needs to stay at the, the club or whether you know will survive if he goes've I've kind of been somewhere in the middle I've kind of thought yeah obviously we need to offer him a new contract if he goes it's not the end of the world after seeing that on on, on Saturday I kind of thought right Priority number one now, whatever he wants, just give it to him because Mm -hmm. that that back line is not the same without Kieran Westwood. I don't don't really care whether Tom Lees is wearing the captain's armband or not. Kieran Westwood is the leader of that defence and it doesn't happen when he's not there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the first goal, um, when they've they've taken that free kick, it's gone out um, to the wing and it's a bit of miscommunication between, I think it's Matthias and Iorfer about who's picking... Picking up there for the cross that comes in, but generally speaking, yeah, the, the communication at the backs just um, doesn't seem to be as strong. And it's something that you know the players have said. I think Michael Hector's come out and you know really praised Kieran Westwood for that. In terms of you know, he said he's a, night- a nightmare to play in front of because he's always chirping up about something behind him. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it's better to be that way, know where you are, know where you need to be, um, rather than yeah, things just kind of falling apart.
0: The, the second. Goal, and it's it's harsh to say that it's Cameron Dawson's fault because um, you know it, 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 there's there's obviously someone else that you can blame there as well in in Tom Lee's, uh, but to me it just comes back to that issue of communication really, and just you know kind of you know one player not really knowing what another player's doing. Um the way that I kind of summarise this, and this is not having a go at Cameron Dawson because I think he's a he's a very talented goalkeeper and, and he actually made some good saves during during that game as well. Um I think if Kieran Westwood's in the net that second goal doesn't happen because he's commanding what's going on in the box and and it avoids yeah. that entire situation coming round.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I mean uh, it's definitely a case of he's someone that Wednesday needs to tie down for for that for that sort of Aspect that he brings to the team on its own, um, yeah. Again, it's harsh because you don't want to criticise Cameron Dawson because, like you say, he is he is a fine uh, shot stopper. His distribution's good, but maybe that's just one side of his game where you know the difference so far has been quite noticeable.
0: For me, he's kind of crying out to go out on loan to somewhere for a season, You know, get to know a, a, a defence, get to know a group of players that he's playing with week in, week out, where um, his ability as a goalkeeper in terms of, of, of stopping shots is is, is going to prove very useful to a team and use it just to kind of learn the rest of the game that he, he just needs to, that, that kind of leadership role that as a goalkeeper you've just... Got to have. I was a bit worried about uh, Cameron Dawson because there were uh, times where I, there were a couple of points where I thought that he was getting a bit frustrated with the crowd and that he might end up um, kind of losing a little bit with the Wednesday fans because he was getting a fair bit of um, a fair bit of stick. And it's just these kind of like it's like professional maturity sort of things that you've got to have as a as a goalkeeper. You're gonna hear the crowd giving you stick. Doesn't matter which end of the ground you're at. Right, you're yeah. gonna get stick from from a crowd. That's that's gonna happen. Uh, but you see, after that second goal, he just seemed a bit flustered to me. He didn't seem like he he could just kind of shake that off and and that there's not necessarily a confidence issue as such but just just kind of that sort of professional maturity as a as a goalkeeper so um yeah i mean if, if we get Kieran Westwood signed up um i'd really like to see Cameron Dawson go out and learn somewhere and and, and just kind of learn some more bits of his um, some more bits of his game as i say got to give him credit where it's due and he did make some good saves in the game as well um so yeah, that first half, at half time, I was trying to think right. What 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 really went wrong there? Apart from that communication, I kind of thought, uh, as we said earlier, the sort of boss the midfield. Um, I not I, I really struggled to see what, what Josh Anoma brought to that to that first half. I thought he was pretty terrible for the first twenty five minutes of the of the game, and and the whole the game as a whole, he didn't. He just didn't feel like he contributed a lot for me.
1: No, um we sort of agreed there. I think when uh, Steve Bruce took him off and it came to do my player ratings, I, I did have a bit of a hard time yeah. sort of putting a number to it because um I mean the main thing we were slightly perplexed with in in the first half was what formation they'd gone with. Um and I think that showed as well in terms of a lot of the players didn't quite look like they knew what they were doing. And um, we were saying like is it 4-3-3? Three, three? Is it 4-1-4-1? Four, one, four, one? Um Forestieri was dropping deep in some parts and then the next minute he was you know, higher than Fletcher and it was kind of, not that it needs to be rigid, obviously some fluidity there is good, but yeah, um, I wonder if for players like Anomar uh, and, Omar and uh, a few others there, it, it it just kind of, the game got away from them, they got a bit lost in, in terms of what they were doing.
0: Yeah, very possibly. Um, I, I kind of felt, and, and I think we're always going to say this when he's not on the pitch, but we missed Hutch as well in that, particularly in the first half, probably through the whole game. Um, and and this probably sounds a little bit weird because he's only been back in the team for a few weeks. But that first half, it felt to me like we needed a Hooper on the pitch, someone that's got a bit of physical presence that that we just we just looked really white, lightweight up front for me, and just um, someone that that was that was going to drag defenders around is what we were really kind of missing in that in that first half. Um, as we say, Steve Bruce gave him a a, a proper good rocket at halftime. And it was the second half, really worlds apart, wasn't it? So much better.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they looked back to the Wednesday we've seen since February. Really, um, it it was quite the turnaround. And uh, I really thought Barry Bannon stepped up. He was probably the best player for me for mm-hmm. Wednesday in the first half. Um, and uh, yeah, he didn't he didn't drop his level. He's really stepped up and um, obviously scored one and assisted another. So I think he's on to eleven assists for the season now, which pretty is good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I think that's his best. Um, of his career actually so far it, for a season. So, um, yeah, miles better in the second half, and then obviously, um, it doesn't matter how those goals go in, whether it's sort of Atty having to wrestle someone around and stick his head on it, or or yeah. whatever. You know, th- they all hit the back of the net, and that's what counts. So yeah, it's good.
0: It, it was it was a funny set of goals really because the the Bannon strike was was kind of quality and and I was quite fortunate where we were it was right behind the goal but but kind of about halfway up the the stand so we just got a really good kind of a, a view and it it kind of felt like Bannon had an absolute age to pick that top corner out you watch the replay back and it, it doesn't really look like that it just looked like he just took absolutely ages to decide exactly where that ball's going and then finished it it, it beautifully um look it does look better on the replays actually I think it's it's a really, really good goal. Um, obviously, we, we've got another couple of goals to talk about it, uh, as well, but but kind of sandwiched between them, this is the Wednesday way, isn't it? We get back into it just after half-time and then look like we've thrown it away again with... Again, it was a weird goal to concede that. I, I've washed it back and I'm still not exactly sure what's going on, how that player's got so much room to stick that ball away.
1: Yeah, I know. Um know. I reckon that's going to be the key frustration from that game. Um, is just the time and space that the Preston players had at certain moments. Um, like you said about Steve Bruce saying they looked like they were on holiday at moments. It might just be I don't know fatigue from a long, you know, a long season. That concentration just losing it momentarily. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it turned out that you know the, the game didn't mean anything because Derby won and, and the points, the way everything tallied up. Um, but yeah, that'll be something I assume that Steve Bruce will want to work on pretty yeah. pretty sharpish over the summer.
0: Definitely. I mean, if it, it, it's kind of like it would, I think it would have been frustrating if if we'd have if we'd have gone on and won that game four three, and then afterwards it turns out it didn't matter. That mm. would have been a real kind of frustration, uh, especially after we'd worked so hard to get back into it. But um, yeah, uh, the um, uh, that that um, Ati knew you goal kind of one of the strangest calls I've ever seen because, again, it, it all felt like it happened in slow motion. It felt like he kind of went he went down in stages and, yeah. and somehow he's about a foot off the floor and he's heading the ball into the back of the net and it was like, what? He's got two defenders around him and it, I still don't understand. It looked like he, he, he positioned the header, he placed it so carefully. And again, I'm thinking, how has he got the time to do this? What's going on? Strange, <laughs> strange goal. Um, I don't know if you, um, obviously where, where I was Quite close to it. I, I don't know if, if you and Dom saw much in terms of the um, the reaction afterwards, and, and and obviously Atty was was celebrating, and then um, it seemed to be probably something and nothing. But he made a few gestures to to the crowd. It was bang in front of me, so I kind of you know I I saw what was happening. He made those kind of gestures of cupping his ears, seemed to be kind of uh, maybe responding a little to some of the criticism that that he. Um, that he gets, and I don't know what I think about this. I don't know whether or not I think, well, fair play to him. If 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 he he is a player that gets some stick, um, so he's, he's standing up for himself. Why not? Or whether you just think it's a is it a bit antagonist, antagonistic? I don't, I don't know.
1: I mean, I must admit, I missed that. Um, so that's quite interesting to hear. But um, I mean, people do things in the heat of the moment. Maybe he's yeah. just uh, kind of pretty obviously pleased with himself, and, <laughs> and thought, you know, that that's one for all the all the critics, but. Um, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I mean, it's, it's all up to interpretation. It doesn't. It might not necessarily be aimed at Wednesday fans. Um, it might be, um, you know, him kind of, you know, aiming a shot back at, 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 at kind of wider critics or something. It might not be anything. It might be him just saying, I want to hear you. Scream! I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's let's move on to uh, a, a real positive from from the game, which was something that I thought I'd probably never see again in a in a Wednesday shirt. That's the appearance of um, Kieran Lee. It's been a long, long, long time since we've um, since we've we've seen this. Um, felt like a kind of special moment, really. And we, we we knew it was we knew it was coming. We saw him warming up. You know, we knew as it got to a certain point in the game that Chansai was going to get um, an appearance. Great reaction from the uh, from the crowd. And just brilliant to see Kieran Lee in a Wednesday shirt again
1: yeah absolutely I mean um it's gone rumbled on all season will we see him won't we see him and um you know since Steve Bruce has come in he first said no I don't think we'll. he'll be back in time and then all of a sudden at the last at the press conference before Preston it he said oh yeah you know it's obviously good good to travel with the squad so um it was it was great to see him and obviously you can see how much it meant for him for the Wednesday fans and um he was re- got really stuck in. I think it was, uh, Liam Palmer had a good shot. It was kind of a weird bicycle kick thing. And he almost took it off of Kieran Lee's uh, toe <laughs> or off his head. And and when he came on, we all sort of turned to each other in the press box and we were like, this is set up, you know, for a, a Kieran Lee winner uh, <laughs> to 4-3. But yeah. Um, yeah. it was just not meant to be. But yeah, it was great to see him.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, he he almost played a a key role in um in the obviously the Zhao chance. That would have been um, you know, kind of not quite a winning goal for Kieran Lee, but winning assist. Um and just really, really unlucky. And I kinda of felt in the closing moments of that game, if there was anyone gonna win it, it was probably gonna be Wednesday.
1: Yeah, yeah. I definitely thought they were pushing harder towards the end. Um and it's kind of you can see how Steve Bruce has turned them around in, into a side that Against the odds, maybe after the first half, they've dragged themselves back into a draw and then, you know, they're hungry for blood and they want they want the full three points. So um, that's a definite positive to take because if they can take those chances uh, next season, then it's even more points on the board and you'd fancy them for promotion. <laughs>
0: One other talking point from the game. Dominic, I offers red card. Mm. Any complaints? I don't think you can really. <laughs> I mean,
1: I looked down at the moment the tackle went in, but I've seen it back. And um, yeah, if his manager isn't complaining straight after the game, that's normally a good sign. And Steve Bruce wasn't. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's just a shame because his band he's, will carry over into next season, I think. So yeah. That's... <laughs> that is that is
0: that is the shame isn't it because in a lot of ways you kind of think look you know if you're going to get sent off you might as well do it dramatically and and he (laughs) lunged into that one there was no messing about there um yeah it it wasn't a great it wasn't a great challenge um and i don't think there's any complaints about the um the red card but a shame that you know it's it's going to cause kind of issues going into um into next season which is a, a real shame actually and um probably a bit of a daft a bit of a daft challenge to be um to be making in a game that you know with the penultimate game of the season you probably don't need to be kind of committing to stuff like um stuff like that but um we've certainly seen Dominic Ayofa is a you know is a defender that's not he's not he's not afraid of anything is he he's he's, no. he's got some real hunger some real desire to him
1: yeah i definitely think um i think last time i came on i said about when he goes forward he you know he, he looks a bit uncertain i think since then even he's turned it around um definitely in the in the first half in the Preston game, there was a couple of occasions where he made the right decision of when to take it forward, um, and it, and physically in terms of uh, defence and everything, yeah, he gets really stuck in yeah, presence.
0: Okay, let's um, let's get the views of the gaffer, uh, and hear it from Steve Bruce.
2: Are you enjoying the challenge so far? Have yeah,
3: you? I've uh, I've really enjoyed it. The if I ever needed a little bit of motivation was last week again in Preston, you know, to take. Take over five thousand people on a game that we really was a dead rubber is quite a remarkable you know, there's not many clubs being able to do that in the championship after not being there for how long was it, seventeen years or whatever it is, is quite remarkable and as I said, one of the big reasons why I've come here is is can I get it rolling? Can we get it on the march and, and bring the thousands who are still out there back.
2: Are you confident that Wednesday will be challenging for the top six next season?
3: I wouldn't have come here if I didn't think that. I would absolutely. I would. That's. It's what I demand. Never known what the owner demands, or it's what I demand. If if I don't think I'm going to be at that top six or threatening promotion or whatever, then I wouldn't be sitting here.
2: Is Kieran Musgrove flatly to play this weekend?
3: Um, well, I've got a decision to make. Um, he's uh, he's knees still grumbling a little bit. So I'll have a chat with him this morning and uh and see how he goes.
2: Could he have played his last game for Sheffield Wednesday? I hope
3: not. I hope not. Um I have I have offered him a contract. Um so we um we'll wait and see.
2: Are there other offers now? We will be we will
3: be we will be discussing over the next twenty four, forty eight hours. 72 hours over the next few days will be and obviously when I have a chat with the players concerned then obviously we'll we'll let the public know
2: so people can expect to see a, a retained list early next week or sometime yeah. next week yeah how difficult has that been because obviously there's been about nine players out of contracts there's yeah. obviously there's some There's eight that, complications there's eight, there's, there's, eight a,
3: there's eight or nine and of yeah. course there's there's four loan signings who aren't ours So and I think we all understand that the financial implications aren't just for us alone. You know, we have to meet the problem, we have to try and address it if we possibly can. So within that, within them parameters, then of course there's big decisions and difficult decisions to be made. In my own mind, you know, we've well we are there with it, but I think it's only fair that I speak to the players and of course The one thing I have done is left it as late as possible because up until last week we were still in a fighting chance for a playoff situation so the last thing you want to do is dishearten the squad um, because obviously there will be some disappointed players.
2: You mentioned the lowbies, one of those in Michael Hex who got the player of the season this week. Yeah. Are you looking to try and keep him next
0: year?
3: If at all possible then we'd like to keep Michael Hector. We have to try and agree a fee with Chelsea. That's never easy. So, all being equal, he'd be the first one that I want to try and tie. And why shouldn't I? He's had a terrific season. And um, mm. I've been voted the player of the season. So, for a lone player to do that, he's done very well. So, yes, if, if we could, then we'd love to try and do something.
2: You other know, loanees as well? Are you looking to, to try and keep them potentially? Because well, there they, might they be it, in it, certainly it. The, the couple of guys that you brought in yourself when you yeah. they've made a real impact.
3: I think the big problem, the big problem, when you're borrowing somebody out the Premier League is they cost a lot of money. <clears> so whether it's possible, then we're not too quite sure of that, and we have to be respectable to to Newcastle in that case. Um, so we will we will see. It's been disappointing because they both picked up injuries, which probably is the lack of game time. However, in particular, Aaron's he had a he had a decent impact. He had give us something that we hadn't got. But as I said, they both belong to a Premier League club. So does Hector. Then it's always a little bit more difficult financially.
2: Now obviously you know that you're in the Championship next season. Have you met with Dave Pond this week to talk about the summer and what it all looks like?
3: Yeah, we had a, a really good meeting um, the other day. Um, his vision as always is he wants to try and get the club in the Premier League. And uh, and you know that's what he shares with all of us. So we've got a big summer ahead. As I said, some big decisions to be made in the next two, three days. And we'll uh, we'll let you know your course.
2: Do you know your budget for the summer now? Yeah. Does a lot of what you'd like to do depend on rejigging the squad? Yeah, of course. In terms of the the contracts, etc., and bear in mind the financial situation that comes in.
3: (coughs) Yeah, I mean, all of them things are within the parameters of trying to address the financial fair play issue. I understood that when I walked through the door as I said, it didn't put me off, so it's fair to say we're not going to be spending millions and millions and millions. So I think most people, when they get to know the truth and the supporters of exactly what we've got and what we haven't got, then I think they understand it better. You know, there won't be millions and millions of pounds being spent and, and, uh, as I said, we have to adhere to the financial fair play rules even if we had millions we're not allowed to spend it so it's a it's a it's a difficult situation mm. but as I said we're not alone in it and there's plenty of other clubs in the same boat as <coughs> we are yes the club was,
2: was due to publish its accounts this week well, I, d- so I
3: don't know anything about accounts or anything like that no, I'm, I, I'm not the accountant so I you're, appreciate asking, that you're asking the wrong one there
2: yeah I appreciate that but my point being on that though is um, if it's not come out yet. Are, are you concerned about that or have no, I've not got those chats with no
3: i've not got i'm not, I'm not I've, I've, I've never asked about the the accounts look unless you have parachute payments from the Premier League with the rules the way they are, and especially the money the club have spent over the last two years three years, then you are going to run into a difficulty so you know I knew that I knew that last Christmas when I ended negotiations with the chairman. I knew it would be a difficult time and a difficult and, but I hope my experience with it, as I said, at Aston Villa, everybody presumed that we spent millions. We didn't. You know, we spent one and a half million and used the loan market and the free market very, very well. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. It's a, it's a time for change that come close twice. These group of players, and unfortunately they've all grown a little bit older together. So, you know, I think we need some younger, fresher legs um, into the squad, and um, and and that 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 will happen.
2: Can you now crack on immediately with trying to get some new faces in that you want, or does that depend on which of your players that you've offered contracts to? Yeah,
3: we can. We we we're starting to crack ahead of. Yeah, I mean, I think it's only right though before. I mentioned names is to speak with them and I haven't spoke to any of the players really, apart from apart from Westwood. Um I haven't spoke to any of them concerning contracts. Their agents have been ringing of course, but um I only thought that it's with, with only Net right that to put them to a side when we're still going for promotion or getting the playoffs.
2: Three month report that since coming in? Is oh, it only three months? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Just February, March. Um, right. Two defeats throughout that time. In terms of the team's form and how they've done, you, you can't really imagine it going much. Now we would have
3: been in the last three months. We might have been in the top four or whatever in terms of results. I mean, look, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't think anybody could imagine that we'd make a fist of trying to get for the playoffs. I've been delighted with this, the response of the players. They have responded they've done it, you know yes there is improvement, yes we can be a bit more energetic, yes we can play with a bit more intensity Uh, but all in all all in all the way they've performed I have to give them a big pat on the back because since my tenure and that's all I'm interested in and possibly the month before they've done fantastically well when you look, since Christmas really they've lost three games which is quite remarkable in this championship so they've had found a Consistent way, um, we will have to be right at it. If we start like we did at Preston last week, then we're in for a difficult weekend. So we'll have to guard against that. But I want to finish as high as we can. So there's a there's probably ninth is it? We can get to ninth from where we were at 18th, 19th when we took over. Then of course I've got to be happy.
2: Uh, Steve, just a general squad update ahead of uh, the weekend's final game against QPR.
3: Well, Le- Lazar won't make it. Um, Josh onam has a doubt. Everybody else seems OK. It's
2: not a, not a bad situation to be in.
3: <laughs> the last game of the season, I could have done with it in February time, where everybody's been fit, but there you go.
2: For some, could it be a final opportunity to impress before you have to make some Oh, no, I decisions? think,
3: uh, look, they've impressed me, all of them. You know, when you look at the results since, since not just myself, since... Since Lee took over, since Steve Clements and Steve Agnew have been here, there's, the results have been there for everybody to see. So, of course, the difficult is, you know, with difficult decisions, you have to meet them head on and, and, uh, and make them. And, um, you know, it's, uh, that's where we are. It
0: honestly feels like it was August. Two minutes ago, and here we are. Then going into the last weekend of the season, last game on Sunday against QPR. I kind of think back to a few weeks ago where we were having those moments where we were just daring to dream, and you, you were looking at QPR at home last game of the season. That might not be a bad one for us. That that could be uh, that could be a decent last game of the season. Turns out, obviously, it doesn't matter. We took it all the way to kind of the penultimate um, weekend of the uh, of the season, um, and also QPR after having a couple of real difficult, dodgy spells through this season. It's a nothing game for them uh, as well. In fact, most things in the Championship are, are pretty much wrapped up now, aren't they? Um, so, I mean, I, I don't really... I don't know what to expect from this. I don't know how you kind of play it. If you Steve Bruce, are you, are you going to throw um, a few changes in there, a few surprises in there? And he's he's got a fair few kind of options there, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, I think it, it probably goes one of two ways. You know, he'll either use it as a chance to... Um, sort of shape up a team for next season maybe try a few younger players out um, or y- you could say you know it's his chance with so many players out of contract to give everyone a nice farewell you know not that he's going to probably let all of them go but you'd imagine a few of them obviously aren't, aren't going to be at Hillsborough next season either way though I think the team that he picks um, it'll still be a team that on paper should win the game and, and that he'll be telling to, <laughs> to win the game Yeah, um, but yeah I think it could be interesting. You could get quite a mix uh, of something different there.
0: Uh, I'm quite interested to see what the atmosphere is going to be like on um, on Sunday because um, it's been it's been a real mixed season, hasn't it, for, for Wednesday? But I think it ends with a real air of kind of optimism around the place. I, I'm yeah. thinking purely from a Wednesday perspective here um, that it kind of feels with with us all kind of we probably don't want this season. To end and, and I can't imagine any any Wednesday fan saying that in kind of December time. It was just like the sooner this season ends, the the better. And even kind of through parts of January and and even into February b- before things really took that kind of upward turn, that I think we'd all have taken the end of the season kind of way back then. Uh the fact that now it finishes and we've we've got so much optimism for, for next season. It feels like there's a real positive buzz around the, the place. I mean obviously it's been your first season kind of covering um covering Wednesday and uh a, a roller coaster first season to um to yeah. cover. As, as kind of the season comes to the end as you as you look back, what's your kind of thoughts about this season for for Wednesday?
1: Um I think a lot of people have sort of painted it as um like a season of two halves, but I, I suppose I see it as more of like a gradual evolution, obviously. I only started in January. So um Jos had already gone, so I probably missed the bulk of the negativity there. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> um but I think you can definitely see how it improved in increments with like Lieber and first, um, then Steve Agnew, then Steve Bruce. You had a good turn um turnaround over Christmas, then it got a few a bit drawy, if that's a, a term. Yeah, yeah. Quite a few draws um in the middle there. But yeah, this wave since he's come in, and that they're playing the style of football that I think is exciting. Obviously, they're scoring plenty, scoring more than they've they have done all season and for some time. Um, so I definitely think, yeah, you can feel the optimism now, even in those few months um, since I've started reporting on Wednesday. And um, I I don't see why there's there's a reason to be sort of negative about mm-hmm. the changes that are coming either. It's all exciting progress that I I think yeah there's plenty to look forward to next season
0: yeah I agree with all that Um, it is a little while since we last spoke and um, there's there's been a few games and a fair fair amount of stuff that's happened in that time has your opinion kind of changed in the last few weeks about any particular players that are out of contract because I know it's something that we we've kind of touched upon it's something that that, that you guys have covered in the the paper quite a bit Mm -hmm. Um, and you've got players like uh, Matthias obviously has had a bit of game time when it looked like he probably wouldn't do under Steve Bruce and you kind of assume that he's going to be on his way because uh, you get that feeling that Bruce doesn't really like him, but obviously mm-hmm. you know he's had a, he's had a bit of game time now. A um, couple of other players as well who've kind of been in and out. You know, obviously Hooper was 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 miles away when when we last spoke, yeah. um, and he's had a bit of game bit of game time now. Um, is there anyone that you've changed your mind on?
1: Um, I can't remember what I said last time, but I'd give Matthias a new. A new deal. Oh, really? Um, yeah, which I I don't know if many Wednesday fans would, and I don't think necessarily that w- that Wednesday will. Um, but I I think he's brought quite a lot, especially in this um, in this run um, with Adam Reach being out, and you know he's he's played in a few different roles really. Um, so I think in terms of versatility, also he, you know when you look at the stats for the season as a whole, okay, he might not have you know lit lit the world on fire, but he's got I think it's six goals for a season and in a team where, you know, Stephen Fletcher's your top scorer with eleven at the moment, um, it's not that big a gap really between six and eleven. So I don't, it's whether you not to say that they can't bring someone in who could score more, obviously, but um as a squad player I think he contributes. But then um my opinion on the others, um I'd I'd keep Westwood, um yeah. I'd keep Hooper, which I think I well, we hadn't seen him before, but I would keep him. Um and then of the others, I'm trying to think I would probably let a few of the older, yeah. older players go. It's just a it's sensible kind decision, kind of a, bit, I a think. bit
0: of a given, isn't it? I, th- yeah. I think Matthias is probably the one at the moment that, that probably divides the, the fan base the, the most. I, I think Liam Palmer's kind of been you know back and forth and people have had different opinions about, about that. There's people that really like Marco Matthias and, and I, I sort of struggle with this a little because... I think the 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 real harsh side of me wants to say, look, you know, when when he started Wednesday, he scored that goal at Leeds. and since then he's consistently been bang average in my mind, mm. uh, and that's that is harsh. He's had some good moments. He's, he's you know he's, he's done some stuff. Um, I just think is he really a top six championship player? If that's if that's the target for next season is to be in the top six. I mean, really, I, I think the club will be saying the target is going to be automatic. They're going to be saying that's got to be the target. It's got to mm. be top two. I, I don't Marco Matthias, is that is that him? Is that the level that he can attain? I think he's probably an alright championship player, but I think we've got to be... Whatever the financial restrictions are, that might change things, but we've got to be aiming better than uh, a Marco Matthias next season. I get the argument about, yeah. you know, could he form part of a... Of a, a it is a squad game, um, and we've sort of seen this season where there's been long periods where he's just not been involved, and then when he has come in... He's done all right and then he's dropped back out again. Um, I'd just rather it'd be him in higher personally.
1: I think he kind of falls into that category that a few of the the Wednesday squad are in where it's I'd call them the just enoughs. Um <laughs> where, you know, they come on, they probably don't don't perform, you know, it's not a star performance, but they do just enough either to justify their um place in the team that particular week or to maybe justify offering them a a deal Um, there's a few others that I feel that way about Mm -hmm. Um, but like you say yeah if if promotion um, is the the aim which it should be for a club this size then yeah a one deal one year deal maybe or again it would come down to finances as well I suppose in terms of um, I don't know what his wages are but he might be a cheaper option than either what's out there or um, you know other players at the club that if it's one or the other um, then yeah yeah, I'll so come into it
0: I see your point actually if, if he is uh, and we we're, we're doing this blind we've got no idea kind of how much um someone like Marco Matthias is, is earning if he's a high earner then I think it's it's a given that you know it's just it's got to go mm-hmm. um if he is someone that's on kind of the cheaper end of the scale um then you know maybe it is sensible to have him there as an option. My worry with Matthias is just I don't don't see him as being all that versatile um, because he's not we've got players in this squad who you think can kind of play in a number of different positions. I know Matthias can play on either side you could argue that he can play as a striker but you know, we're not short of strikers we don't really need another one um so I, I don't know I just I, I I guess we'll see it's it's I'm glad I'm glad I'm not Steve Bruce having to make these uh, make Definitely. these make these decisions okay let's get um a bit more opinion from inside the Wednesday camp and a player that has come back into the team in the last few weeks um, here is Joey Pagliupesi.
2: What have you made of your first 18 months in English football? You, you've seen a bit of everything with Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, I saw everything uh, bad results, good results, good opponents, uh, easy wins, easy l- losses as well. So uh, I think I saw the championship, if I can say it like this. A uh, f- lot of intensity, different games, no easy games. Uh, yeah, that's I think for me that's really good. It's good for my development and yeah that's that's why I came here. So uh yeah. A lot of things that I expected are, are coming through, so that's good for me I think yeah.
2: Have you got a lot of belief now over the last few months that Sheffield Wednesday can go on and, and achieve something quite special next year?
4: Yeah, for sure. But to be honest I had always believed because uh I said it also before, if you see our team and also in the training sessions and sometimes in games also last season um, I saw that we have a lot of uh, players with quality, so I knew it. It was in the team. Only yeah, the results were in the beginning not not good this season, and yeah, now you see when the results are good, you see also the confidence and you see a lot of quality in our team. So yeah, the belief was always there to be honest.
2: It's a massive club, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. What have you? Made of it here. Do, do you feel the sort of expectations because the you know the crowds are big, the stadiums big, everything else? What, what's it been like as a Sheffield Wednesday
4: footballer? Yeah, it's amazing. I'm enjoying it to be honest. If you see uh, with the away games, how many fans are travelling with us? That's for me, it's unbelievable. Um, it's a big difference if I compare in Holland because yeah, we were happy with maybe 500 people or you know. Then I was happy if they travelled with us, and here you have 5,000. Yeah, that's a big difference. That's amazing. So the support and and the club, it's massive. And yeah, if you enjoy that every week, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah.
2: Final game of the season then, how important is it to to finish with a win and also to try and get in that top ten of the championship and finish there?
4: Yeah, really important, I think, because uh, yeah, it's for the team. If you finish it good for the team, you have a really good feeling. And I think that's important to finish the season well and uh, yeah, be in the top ten. I think that's a, that's a good result if you see the whole season. So uh, yeah, for the feeling and also for next season a little bit, it's good to uh, yeah to finish it well on Sunday against QPR.
2: Great opportunity as well. I know you can't take any team lightly, you know, QPR will be a difficult test. But they've had a really tough run this year. So do you, do you feel that um, that's a great opportunity for you this weekend?
4: Um, yeah, of course it's a great opportunity. I don't think it's only about the opponent but yeah you you play at home the last season of the game uh, last game of the season sorry and uh, yeah to finish it good that's that's really important uh, what I said before also for the feeling and a little bit for next season and uh, yeah the thing is there's no easier uh, opponent in the championship I know that as well but uh, yeah hopefully uh, we can finish it good in a home game and also for the fans it's nice to to finish it good that's what we want and what we try of course
2: is it a shame the season finishes now? You've been on such good form as a team. A few more yeah. games, you don't know what
4: might happened. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too early that the that, that the last game is coming now because yeah we had a really good form and we did well. I think the last weeks and months. So uh, yeah, um, if we had maybe five games to go or more, then uh, yeah we could finish maybe higher as well. But uh, yeah, we did well and yeah we want to finish well.
2: Does, does the form show that Sheffield Wednesday are going to be, you know, going to mean business for, for next season? Going to be one of the, the top teams?
4: Yeah, hopefully. Um, we show we show that we that what we can as a team and what we what we did. I think it was was a good run, if I can say it like this. So, uh, yeah, it shows that uh, that we have a lot of quality and we can work together as a team. And yeah, that's really impo- important. So that's why. It's important to finish it well and yeah, for the next season, yeah, if you play like this and if you work together as a team like this and we do all the things together then yeah, you have always a good chance to to be in the top ten and, and maybe higher and maybe try for the playoffs or something. So uh, yeah, we, we had a chance also this season to get close to the playoffs but yeah. Um hopefully next season we can make it.
2: It's impressive isn't it, bearing in mind how, how difficult the start of the season was and, and how, how much frustration there was around at the start of
4: this year. Yeah, yeah that's true, it's, uh, it's a big difference if you see us, uh, let's say, uh, in in October or November and, and see us now, that's a big difference for sure, so uh, that's positive and um, that's a good thing and hopefully uh, we can do it next season as well, but then from the start. <laughs>
2: you, you yourself must be pleased with, with recent performances, Saw so a lot of praise particularly after the, the Norwich game for the performance there. Okay. Are you, are you pleased at how your
4: form has been, personally, recently? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm doing well. I feel good. Um, I get also the chances from the manager. And uh, yeah, I try to work hard. And to be honest, that's what I tried the whole season. And since i am since I'm arrived, I try to work hard and, uh, yeah, uh, uh, getting better every day, also on the on training ground and in the training sessions. But uh, yeah, the last weeks, I think my performances are I'm not bad, I'm doing well and I try to improve every time and yeah, that's what I uh, that's what I try. So yeah, I feel good and hopefully Sunday I have a good game as well, if I play.
2: <laughs> Is your aim for next season then to just try and nail down a, a regular starting place?
4: Uh, yeah, of course, you, you always want to play and that's what I try and what I said, uh, nothing has changed uh, uh, since I'm here because I work hard every day. and. I try to get better and I try to improve myself and yeah, I think the last weeks what I showed was was okay and I, I'm happy with that and yeah, I, I keep going on and try to get better every, every game and also every session and yeah, hopefully next season uh, I can bring this form. Uh, same with the team as well and you see if the, if the team is playing well, I, I, I fit also in it, so that's, that's nice, that's a good feeling, yeah. So
0: Nancy, we, we talked about him a bit earlier. We both said um, it's just it's 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 a given that you're going to offer Kieran Westwood a new deal. Uh, there have been growing rumours in the last couple of weeks that seem to have gathered a bit of a bit of traction. I think we. We probably all treat these things with a bit of pinch of salt because agent talk this time of the season when it's contract renegotiations and there might be players after um, you know a few extra quid and whatnot. Um, but these kind of rumours of Westwood, um, Huddersfield seems to be the team that's been kind of touted as the most likely suitor uh, coming down from the from the Premier League. They've not had a huge wage bill. You would think that they've probably you know they, they, they've got quite a bit of room to manoeuvre. Um, so um, I don't. Are you? are you giving much credence to this
1: um, I mean I think the rumour mill generally is uh, something fans either love or they loathe yeah. um, <laughs> I always find it interesting when you see you know, certain names cropping up next to one of your favourite players but um, realistically I think if Kieran Westwood goes he's going to be looking at going to a team that's going to push, um, push for promotion mm-hmm. which again we've said like Wednesday should be doing um, or he might go to a lower end Premier League club mm-hmm. um, I think um, so I don't think it's an outrageous rumor, you know. If it was Westwood to Man United, then I might be yeah. rolling my eyes a bit more. Um, but yeah, it seems like a reasonable enough rumor. You, you'd kind of hope that Wednesday are going to get the deal done. I think, obviously, um, especially with the history with Huddersfield, yeah. <laughs> um, you kind of. It might be a bit of, of a blow. The teeth yeah, no, it really yeah. would. It um, really would. So I think it's less of an outrageous rumour than say like Lucas Show to Huddersfield, which has also gone round yeah. this week, I think. Um you could see, you know, so any
0: any any well, any club that's in the market for a goalkeeper, even clubs that aren't in the market for a goalkeeper, if you kind of think, well, Kieran Westwood's coming out of contract, he's not signed yeah. a new one yet, you're going to take a look. You'd be daft not to, because you know his record, certainly at Championship level, is um, is really good. M- maybe it comes down to it's it's really for Kieran Westwood whether or not you know does he does he want to be first choice goalkeeper somewhere, because um, it, that that might be the plan at, at Huddersfield. But you, you're right in terms of the fact that you would think that there's going to be lower Premier League teams that are taking a look at him. I, I believe when he when he came to Wednesday that he'd got. Off Offers from from Premier League teams. I think Man City had had, had made an offer to him where he was going to be their, you know, their third choice. Goalkeeper, um, and and you know financially, I would think it'd probably be a similar sort of amount of, of, of money to be third choice at a, a top six Premier League club, um, and and obviously came to Wednesday because he wanted to play football. So I I, I kind of feel that the evidence there would suggest that he's not the kind of player that that wants to just go to the to the Prem and 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 just kind of warm the bench for the majority of the season and probably play in the cup competitions and stuff. Um, I think he, he he wants to be out there. He wants to be playing football. So um, I guess we'll see what happens. With that one, but um, I am genuinely keeping everything crossed because, as I say earlier, I've, I've just you know, bit, uh, kind of an epiphany moment. i realised, yeah, we really are so reliant on um, on the leadership that Kieran Westwood gives us, and um, if he goes, we've we've got a real job on there, kind of bringing in someone else that can do that that same sort of um, that same sort of job. Uh, we mentioned last week about uh, big congratulations to the under 18s massive game for them uh, this evening against Cardiff in the. Uh, the national playoff final i think that's what it's called um anyway huge game for them at hillsborough if you're going tonight then uh, give them uh, give them a good old cheer because um I was there for the equivalent of this game a couple of years ago there was a really good atmosphere and of course Wednesday went on and won the the playoff that year so um, yeah uh, head along to, uh, to Hillsborough it's dirt cheap I think it's free if you've got a season ticket as well uh, so that will be uh, that will be a good one uh, and you might just kind of see some of those sort of you know gems of um, of tomorrow have you, have you seen much of the um, the youth teams this season?
1: Um, yeah I've done a couple of under twenty three under 23s I don't think I've done an under 18s yet um,
0: so Anyone that's caught your eye that you kind of think, ah, they could be, you know, the next
1: big thing of tomorrow? Um, Yeah, I think uh, Alex Hunt I saw was, um, I I thought he was really good um, in a game where overall the, p- the performance wasn't great. It was um, against Birmingham City, I think. Right. Um, you had a little the the brush ground. with the,
0: the first team earlier in the season, didn't yeah. you, Alex Hunt? Although not not to any great kind of significance. That that, that I think it was that weird old game at, at Huddersfield where um, he got a bit of game time and maybe he's been on the bench a couple of times as well. Um, so that that would be really, uh, that would be an interesting one. So, yeah, game at Hillsborough tonight, go along and uh, you might see some of the stars of the future. Uh, real big shock here. Michael Hector winning player of the season for everything, um, not a surprise at all. We we kind of predicted it last week. So uh, he won the official Sheffield Wednesday player of the season. He won the Stars player of the season. I've seen a, a, another couple of ones as well where it's coming up where I think he's probably going to get a bit of a clean sweep across the uh, the board, uh, which you can't say isn't deserved because he's had a, a cracking season. Kind of hard to believe at, at, the, at the start of the season when he first came to the club, he, he wasn't even kind of playing and we weren't sure whether or not he was mm-hmm. going to be lining up as a defender or a defensive midfielder or what was was going to happen but um he's really formed the a a real key backbone of this you know much stronger Steve Bruce team hasn't he
1: definitely um I mean he when we spoke to him after he got his award at the um the star awards the other night he'd said about sort of being in and out of the the team at the start of the season and um I think I remember when when he signed I was doing some some bits online and uh, you know seeing what the whole fans had said about him last season and they they weren't sort of glowing reviews to be honest um but he's definitely found his feet and really kicked on this season um and the key has been consistency um when it came down you know to chip in my opinion in for the for the star awards and other bits um it's kind of been been a weird season for Wednesday and, and throughout that there've been very few players who have featured through con- like throughout the season, and have been consistent in their performances throughout, and um, he, he was the main name understandably he's yeah. come up um, so and I think he's been a real asset this season it would be great if he could come back as well But
0: that's another one where you, you're going to keep everything uh, everything crossed aren't you for that one yeah. um, obviously Michael Hector is kind of our inspiration for our opinions from last week we'll get to uh, that in just a second um, first of all just something that I wanted to sort of mention um, and before we recorded this um, this show there's there's been a conscious decision over the last couple of weeks where we said we're not going to talk about anything that's going on at the top of the table. Right. And we're not going to get drawn into those conversations. Uh, and that remains the the same. And, and, and I've been quite um, uh, determined in terms of the fact that I, I just don't want to get into any discussion about it because it doesn't matter. This is a Sheffield Wednesday podcast, nothing else. One thing that I do want to just mention, uh, which is 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 just remarkable really, is the uh, the fundraising uh, drive that was uh, set up the Just Giving page set up by uh, James Lindsay on um, I think it was Wednesday evening, and I'm not going to go into the backstory of it because again it's just something that I don't want to get into on the on the podcast, but it just feels right to mention um, what an absolutely brilliant idea um, and. Just stunning reaction from the Sheffield Wednesday fan base. And it's not been... It's, it, at times it's been a challenging week to be uh, a Wednesday fan, it's been a challenging few weeks, it's been a challenging 18 months in a lot of ways um, and we've we've seen some real hard times, we've seen some of the best and, and at times some of the worst of, of, of what our club has um, and, and I didn't expect to be kind of finishing this week seeing the, the latter really and seeing just how great our fan base really can be um, I mean the, the original target was to raise um, £780 for St. Louis Luke's hospice in Sheffield I'm not even going to give you the number because it, it will have gone up um, since I, I kind of do it but I mean we are talking thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds that has been raised, amazing idea amazing reaction from uh, Wednesday fans and I think it, it will put a, a, a you know a smile on a lot of people's faces that have maybe had reason to, to not be smiling all that much this week so um, a reminder of just how much more there is to life than football and also a reminder of, of just, you know, the amazing power of, of a club's fan base. So um, well done to James for setting that up and a, and a huge well done to everyone that's gone involved and supported that. Uh, right, let's move on to our opinions then. As you know, every week we ask for your views on something, Sheffield Wednesday. Could be anything, current, past, completely random. So last week we predicted Michael Hector winning player of the season, which led us into this um, this, this kind of thought about previous Wednesday loan players you would like to go back and sign on a permanent transfer. Um, uh, you're, you're kind of I'm going to let you off the hook on this one Nancy because you've uh, obviously not been watching Wednesday for long enough to, mm-hmm. uh, to <laughs> there, there might be a couple of names that you know in in here from uh, from their links with with other clubs uh, by far and wide the name that came up the most was Kenwyn Jones uh, loads <laughs> of people mentioning him uh, he had a, a remarkable loan spell at Wednesday he only played seven games I think it was but scored seven goals in that time um, and the Wednesday fan base absolutely Absolutely, fell in love with him. Uh, Just to mention a few people, and I do. We had so many people get in touch with this one, so thank you. But uh, just a few of the people that mentioned: Kenwyn Germs, hi to uh, Liam Lowe, Ian Wiles, um, Lewis uh, Widderson, Thomas Cousins, Nathan Hartley, uh, Matt Croxford, Wayne Jackson. Tim, Nathan, loads of other people as well, uh, and just tonnes of people saying Kenwyn Jones. Unsurprisingly, another name that came up a lot was Connor Wickham. You look back now and think, did that ever happen? We had him alone twice. Uh, Scott Sawyer, Cal, Stephen Peck, Penny, Elliot Green, Dan, uh, Michael John Woolley, Ben, among the names who mentioned Connor Wickham. Lots of other names coming round again and again as well. Uh, Ross Barkley, uh, Scott Carson came up a few times. Ben Marshall was the name that I mentioned last Last week, that came up a few times as well. Neil Mellor getting a couple of mentions. Also, Eric McMordy. Now, we're going way back to, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if we're talking 70s or 80s, before mine time, uh, who apparently had, uh, not dissimilar to Kenwin Jones, an amazing loan spell at, at Wednesday. Uh, West Midlands Owls, Stuart, Brian Wright, John Bocking, among those people mentioning Eric's name. We had a few more random suggestions as well. Um, Someone said Jacob Butterfield. Um, You're not coming again. You're not invited. Sorry, whoever you are. It was Ollie that mentioned that. No, Uh, no, it was a joke. Um, Other names. uh, Alex Lopez. Kind of forgot about him from a couple of years ago. Gary Monk uh, was an unusual one. Uh, Danny Bart getting a mention. Leroy Lita from a few years ago. Keith Tracy. Don't know about that. I didn't do a a huge amount. Um, Federico Venancia from last season. Uh, Who else have we got? Michael Johnson from Derby. Uh, Eric Cantona. Simon Glover saying I'm not sure that counts he wasn't really on on loan and he didn't actually play any get no, definitely doesn't count but it's it's a good it's a good answer thank you to everyone for uh, for those suggestions for uh, loan players that you go back and sign there were loads by the way that I just didn't get time to um, to mention there and um, this week then kind of just thinking as the season draws to a bit of an end everyone is going to start talking about transfers we've already been talking about players on their way out we've not really talked about any players on their way in yet, uh, and it, we're kind of going into the summer of the unknown. We don't really know kind of what what we've got to play with from a financial point of view, or what we've already got lined up. Uh, we do know it's going to be different because you know Steve Bruce has kind of final say on, on pretty much everything. I'm going to go on the assumption at this point. Nancy, that that Kieran Westwood is going to sign a new contract and he's going to stay. Because what what I'm going to say here is that uh, we we have a great goalkeeper. We have a couple of brilliant backup goalkeepers. We have about 6,000 strikers we don't need any more. (laughs) So what I'm asking is, where do Wednesday most need to strengthen? So um, ruling out goalkeeper and and striker from from those um, choices. So we're looking at fullbacks, centre-backs, defensive midfield, central midfield, or wingers. So um kind of five options there. Wh- which of those would you say from from what you've seen of Wednesday is the area where they most need to strengthen this summer?
1: Um, I'm going to go You've got to pick one by the way. I mean all of them <laughs> definitely. Um I might maybe controversially go for centre mid um okay. because there's obviously the problem of if either or both of Barry Bannan and Sam Hutchinson are injured out for whatever reason um, I, I think it's fair to say that the, sort of the backup options aren't great or you have to move Adam Reach in, which um, I, I quite like him in the middle, actually. But, mm. um, you know, it, it's not ideal to ha- kind of have to overhaul your entire system if you're playing one when um, one of those two is out. And also, um, again, maybe controversially, until um, the last two games when I think Barry Bannon's been brilliant, I had been quietly saying that I sometimes think Wednesday are better without him. Mm. Um Obviously, not every game, every opponent's different, but um, I think there's definitely a case to be made for something slightly different in the middle of the park there, especially for those difficult games where, say, like the first half against Preston, things aren't quite ticking over how how we'd want you would want them to. Um, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes that there's room for more creativity from from the Hartman field. Um, so it's yeah. interesting that because you kind <laughs> of
0: said controversially. Um, I'd also picked out central midfield because I just I think it's somewhere where we are a little bit reliant on you know particularly one or two players and we don't have that strength in depth. Steve Steve Bruce has talked about this, hasn't he? Where he said you know if if someone's missing in midfield no point asking the question who's going to come in because there's just there's only really kind of one or two choices. Yeah. We don't have that strength in um, in depth. Um, Kieran Westwood and what uh, Kieran Westwood, Kieran Lee and what's going to happen there? Uh, it's it's really hard to, to kind of predict that. But even so, I think you know that that's it's just an area where it's it's so important for us to um, to strengthen. So uh, yeah, cast your vote. Tell us what you think. Join in the conversation with the hashtag Alpinions. Uh, we'll give you our Twitter details in just a moment. Uh, we will. Run through the vote and uh, some of your thoughts next Friday uh, and we will set a new Alpinions for your input as well. Uh, that is just about it. Thank you for joining us. Dom's not here, but you can still catch him on Twitter at Domhausen. Uh, I'm on Twitter at James Marriott and you can contact the show at Domhausen, and you can contact Nancy...
1: At Nancy Frostick. There we go.
0: Uh, Do let us have your feedback on the show. We do appreciate your reviews and please subscribe to us for free in your podcast app of choice to make sure that you get the new episode of Singing the Blues every week. Uh, Up the owls and uh, we'll be back with our end of season wrap next week.